little cough. Hello, bear. Oh, wait, I just do a joke. <laughs> well, that's that's usually how we start. But I am. You know? You can change it up if you I wish. have a story instead of a joke. Is that good for you? I love stories, Ethan. Okay, so you know those, like, Velcro shoes? Uh, like yeah. me having as a kid? When, when I had when I was four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, I have, a, I have a collection of them. Currently? Currently. Uh-oh. I don't know how many, but, like, so that's all I wear. As okay. you can see, I'm not wearing slides right you now. You are. That, I mean, that's Velcro slides. Okay. But what I realized recently... Is Velcro is a complete ripoff. <laughs> Ethan, little did you know, Velcro jokes are my favorite theme of jokes. Yes. I kn- oh, I knew that. Why do you think I picked it? Yeah, I appreci- I really do appreciate that. I know you will. Welcome to our show, Storms of Bruin. Oh, that's way different. We've never actually like said our name in the show, I don't think. Well, we can change things a little bit. I like self-advertising. It's like 2K, where the whole time during 2K, 2K they just <laughs> advertise for themselves. They're so like, 2K TV. This does need to be addressed, because every time I try to make a player on my 2K, um, uh, he has 2K shoes, 2K shirt, and I don't like 2K that much. No. It's two, pretty mid. 2K is kind of a bad game, but it's the only basketball game out there, so we had to do it. Siri over there is uh, throwing a fit, so Bear's got to go fix that. Today... We're going to talk about the offseason. An interesting offseason. Not the craziest offseason. Nothing nothing like, you know, 2019 where we had Kawhi traded the Clippers or be whatever you did. Anthony Davis go to the Lakers. But a pretty good offseason. We're going to break it all down. First go draft. Then go free agency. Then go trades. Uh, It may be a two-parter. Depends how long we take. We talk a while. I'm in a talking mood today, Ethan. Okay, we're gonna have probably a three parter. Yeah. At this I, point. I love the sound of my own voice, so we we both love the sound of our own voices. <laughs> this is a <laughs> this is a problem. Serial killer trait. Yes, sir. Okay. That's that's what we should change change our podcast name to. So Victor Wimbenyamba. Victor Wimbiamba. Before we talk about Victor Wimbiamba, let's uh let's talk yeah. about uh let's do the draft order because we're gonna talk about the top four or five picks, mm-hmm. kind of break down who made mistakes, Hornets, and who didn't, <laughs> how the players got turned out. So uh-huh. number one was Victor Wimbiamba, the greatest prospect of all time, according uh, to everyone. Obviously. He has, Ethan, he has the step back and sidestep skill of Jason Taylor. You're right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and he's literally Kevin Durant, but 7'4". He's just better. He'll be the better Kevin Durant. I know. Easy. Just um, kidding. Ha ha ha. We got you. We don't think that. What if I do? You don't. I mean, we'll we'll see. Number two, Brandon Miller, uh, the guy out of Alabama. Um, they drafted him over Scoot. Nah. We'll talk about that. Number nah. three, Scoot, a great player out of the G League at night. <laughs> I wonder which one you like more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy they drafted over Scoot, <laughs> the great player. Out of G see, I shouldn't be doing night. this. I'm gonna reveal it all. And then the Thompson okay. twins, yeah. Amen and Osser. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, I said that right. Is it Amen or do you say Amen? We say amen over here. Come on. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about <coughs> Victor. How do you think his career is going to turn out? Uh, bull, bull. I mean, Victor Wimbanyamba will be. <laughs> he's a, he's an interesting player. Um, okay, I'm gonna be honest here, Ethan. Because of my pre-draft hate of Victor, I saw that first summer league game and I was like, mm, look how right I was. However, after seeing that second game. Victor might be good, but I'm not ready to hop on the train of future Hall of Famer, future MVP. I'm ready to hop on the train of he's a good pick. I don't, I don't, I don't love him, but I don't hate him, and I, I like him over Scoot and Brandon Miller. Not because I think he's much better, just because I think he's safer and he has a lot higher of an upside. So, like, I'm just gonna throw aside all of the extra love and pampering he's getting and just say it was a good pick uh hopefully he's gonna have a good season hey grade the pick let's gra- let's grade each of these five picks let's do it out of 100 because that's that's a really fun scale to i do. like that better than like a plus come on okay that. if michael jordan is a 99 or 100 and lebron is 100 i'm gonna give victor a 90 okay a 90 i think he's a he's a solid first pick that's what i think i think He'll win. He'll go to multiple. All- the way I see his career going is he'll win multiple All Stars and be in the running for some MVPs. See, here's 
what I think about this pick. I think you you can't not take it. You had yeah. to take him because this man, as a prospect, a seven four guy who's literally Kevin Durant, as they say. But no, but he can he can handle the ball really well. He's really good defensively. Uh-huh. Um, shoot it mm. like he can do it all that like yeah. a point guard could do. But he's seven four. Um, so that's like big time. Like in the French league, which doesn't mean much because I don't know what the talent level is over there. Not. 21 points, 10 rebounds, 3 blocks per game. That's yeah, really good. That's good. So he's like a really talented player. So ceiling-wise, he's higher than Scoot. He's higher than Brandon. He's higher than the tops of Twins. Like his ceiling could be one of the best players of all time. Yeah. But his floor is where it comes in because this man could be injured all the time. That's the problem with Victor Wimbiano. Yeah. Because he he's very slender. Slender? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the right way to say it. Yes, he's slender. He's very slender and like <laughs> it just sounds so I wrong. Know, it feels weird. He's very skinny. Um He's wiggly. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. So he's very he's very skinny. Um and so and he's seven four. So those feet and those ankles are gonna mm-hmm. take a lot of strain. Yeah. And he's just gonna get maybe get bullied when he comes to the NBA. But prospect wise, this is a A well, we're not doing that. This is like a ninety eight. Ninety eight, okay. Cause I don't like scaling pick. I oh know this is a ninety nine. I don't like scaling picks picks against other picks too much because when prospect wise, yeah, I guess LeBron's the only prospect. I don't know what the hype was coming from Michael, but Michael wasn't drafted till three. If if you compare Victor to the rest of the draft, yes, ninety nine. I'm saying like against other first round picks. I'm saying against our first round picks, ninety nine. Number one picks because like prospect really? wise, okay. like Michael wasn't taken till number three. Hakeem right. was number one. Hakeem yeah, was I know. hype. But like Lived up to LeBron it. was the only one I think more hyped than maybe when beyond, but that I can think of. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, I I really so I saw something the other day about them listing him at like forward, like small forward, power forward. I don't, I don't. I'm a little nervous for him to guard the three because yeah. he might get beat a lot. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, right now, him guarding any position one on one is going to be hard. Yeah. Like him coming off like, you know, like the Robert Williams where you stay down low yeah. and you're like kind of like lurk there and then get those blocks. That's going to be very valuable, like guarding the rim. But right now with his size and how young he is, he's not going to be good one-on-one. I think for this first season, he can contribute a lot as a role player. And I really – I this is my actual take is I don't think they're going to really use him as like a star role, more like like a Kristaps role kind of for the Mavs. He's going to do like a lot of – off ball stuff and a lot of defense, but he's not really going to create as much as people think. No, this first year, I think he's going to be dadgum good. Like, he's going to be really good. Dadgum really? good. Because not as in like a star, but like you're saying, he's going to be used as a role player and a role player that's got to score 18 per game and well, get like yeah, two blocks I, I per can game. See 18 a game. Which is going to be, he's going to be really nice for Spurs, probably doing a high efficiency just because of the role they're using with Pop down yeah. there. I think. I think it's good that he went to the Spurs too because I think that's a a team with a lot of experience and I, and if you look at like in the past with how they've developed people, they can they use young guys really well. They don't misuse them except who's that guy <laughs> 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 who abused them? I, I don't I don't know who we're talking about. Uh, okay, it's just my mind. Are you um, talking about Kawhi? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Kawhi was used beautifully. Until no, I know there was wasn't. there was a recent rookie. I completely forgot his name. Who was like weird with their trainers. Oh yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. I forgot who it is. I know yeah. exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, they misused him, but yeah, or maybe he just misused, him. he probably misused them more so. But anyways, like they're in the past, they've been good with young guys and rookies. So uh, I doubt he's gonna be a bust or anything. Yeah, overall, great pick. Yeah, um, you can't take anyone else here, straight up. Like even if you think, oh, I think Scoot's gonna have a better career or whatever. Like we can talk about what Scoot's gonna have later because Scoot has high upside. But it doesn't matter. You had to take Wimby here every single time. And the cool thing is, is like it it fits for the Spurs too. Like it's not just that you have to pick him. It's also like if they were trying to value positional, still they would still pick a center. And so yeah, because they already have Vassell. They already have Keldon Johnson. Johnson. I mean, they could use a point guard, but no, the center is like one of their most needed positions. Yeah, it'll be good. Eh, what you talking about, Trey Jones? Oh. Come on. That's Trey Jones' respe- disrespect right that there. Was. That's on me. Trey Jones, you're actually a solid point guard. I, I love I love the Spurs starting lineup, but I hate their depth. Yeah. Well, I don't even love the starting lineup. <clears throat> I love what it can be. Because Devin Vassell, I love that man. I do too. Like that guy Best defensively. Best player on the Spurs still. He could be, I think, 
down the road a top 20, top 25 player with his I defense. And then I if his too. offensive game develops a little more, shoot the ball a little better. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's talk about the next pick. I think a little more controversial, Brandon Miller from Alabama. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling about this pick, Bear? Bad. Bad. Okay. We both do. Yeah, <laughs> we I mean, both do. I mean, you're more into college football than – or football. That too. Basketball. I love college football. Than I am, so I didn't I didn't watch him too much in college, but uh, I do know that coming in, I I really expected Scoot to be the best player in this draft, and so I don't I think for the Hornets you still should go best available, and I think that Scoot, I know Brandon Miller is a good fit, and like the potential he brings defensively would be good for them too, but I don't know I I just I think you still got to go for the Showtime Scoot Henderson. Yeah, I don't understand. The Hornets are not good enough to go for fit. Like, that's the thing. Like, why are you yeah. going for fit at this point? Yeah. And I don't think Brandon Miller is going to be a bad player. Like, he has no, the no, potential no. to be, like, a better Jabari Smith Jr. Like, he has yeah. more playmaking and ball handling than Jabari Smith Jr. Same yeah. shooting, same defense. So, he's like, if you put him in the draft with Jabari Smith Jr., I would have rather had the Rockets take him over Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah. Like, so he's a good player. Uh, the way I see this is, like, you're. I feel like you're taking, like, Harrison Barnes over like a potential like Russell Westbrook. I know that's way overrating Scoot. Or I don't whatever. think that's overrating Scoot. You're about to hear my Scoot love. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but I'm just saying like at some point, best available is way more valuable than fit. And with Scoot below, well, I don't know. I guess not everyone sees Scoot the same way I do. <clears throat> I love you. But <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this, this is what we're doing. Uh, but like Brendan Miller is going to end his career. This is my bold prediction with a career average of twelve points. Like that's just who he is. You're about, you're about to hear me say the same thing. Really? It's RJ Barrett. Time out. Brandon Miller. Bro, did you just disrespect your boy RJ Barrett? Are you joining the dark side of RJ Barrett hate? I I repent. I we're just gonna say this. RJ Barrett's one of the most overrated players in the no, NBA. No, you're gonna say. I'm that. gonna say that. You're gonna say that. Anyway, let's go back to this. Brandon Miller. While, like I said, he has all the talent. One thing I know, I watched him in college. I watched him in person once. Ooh. And what I always saw is like he didn't have that dog in him. I know that sounds weird. Oh, come weird. on. I know that's like the weird like, dog. But it's like the thing you can't put on the stat sheet. Like when the yeah. game was under pressure and like he's just not like an alpha dog. <laughs> this sounds so like one of those motivational parts. <laughs> I'm David Goggins here he all of a sudden. He doesn't have that dog in him. He ain't that guy. They don't know me, son. They don't know me. <laughs> um, they know you, Brandon Miller. <laughs> And so, like, he's not like a, a, not that he's not a leader, uh-huh. but like you know that that quality that can't be put on the yeah. stat sheet that like yeah. winners have. I yeah. don't know if he's a winner. He's not Alex Caruso. He's Alex Caruso's a winner. Yeah. Um, but he's so he's not a winner. Something like that. Scoot, when you watch him, he looks like a winner. He looks like a yeah. a huge competitor. Brandon Miller doesn't look like that as much. Let me give some stats. So NCAA tournament, that's the you know, the biggest stage in basketball. That's when uh-huh. you can perform the best. Mm-hmm. First round, this was against the 16 seed, so not can't put too much in this. In 19 minutes, he went zero for five. Uh huh. That's mm-hmm. it. So Maryland eight seed. Interesting game they won by 22, but he went five for 17, which is 29 from Ew. the field for 19 points. So he went, he got fouled. So it wasn't yeah. a bad game, but 29 percent from the field, not good. And then the game they lost by seven. He went three for 19, so that's 15 percent from the field. One for ten from three, which is mm-hmm. his big quality for yeah. nine points. So in the NCAA tournament, he was like non-existent. He wasn't like even a contributor. Yeah. So Dang. that's where I, that's where I think he's not going to be good is because like in the biggest moments, like he didn't he show up. Yeah, like yeah, I, I can see that, and I feel like in the long run, you're trading like. This will get them into the eighth or seventh seed instead of in three years it's getting them the three or fourth seed by drafting another seed. Yeah, I, I don't even think his ceiling is as high as Scoot or his floor. Like, I feel like both of those are lower. And yeah. I don't, it just didn't make any sense for me. And but, so I'll, I'll keep saying it. Okay, I'll give it a. I mean, so he's a good player. So I'm never going to give it like super bad. Uh-huh. But I'll give it like a 60. I was going to say like 80. But because um, in the end he has potential to be a guy who scores twenty four points, defends really well, and shoots really good from three, and that's an invaluable player. I just don't think he's gonna become that because I don't see 
him as like a winner or yeah. as like a you know a has that dog in him as we said. All right, I'm gonna go with his future 2K rating, 76. <laughs> oh, see, I think he'll be rated higher than that. Like, I think that's just where floor, he's gonna be. Floor wise, he can be a really valuable player. Like, I think he could be a 12 point per game guy. That's really valuable because he shoots well. Floor? Like not floor, but like this is where I realistically this, think yeah, his career is yeah, gonna go. Uh -huh. Is like he's gonna be a 12 point per game scorer who shoots really good from three, defends well, and is like the fifth starter on a championship yeah. team. I think he could be that. But yeah. the thing is, I see Scoot as can be the best player in a championship team or the second best player Whoa. in a championship team. Well, yeah. And so that's just the problem is if Scoot wasn't there, it would be a good pick, but Scoot's there. Okay. Well, now that we're here, let's move on to Scoot. We'll keep talking about him. Um, since I less love him, I'll start. Great player. He makes me comfortable with getting rid of Damian Lillard. Yeah. And because they already have the young talent. And he, he, he brightens up that uh, – Dark, dark, dark Portland team. Mm. <laughs> when we do the fan happiness episode, a little sneak peek trailer here, the Port Blazers just got a little happier. They did get a little happier. They just got a little happier. But then Dame asked for a trade. But actually, I'm could that make me happy? Uh, if you if you ask the smart fans, mm, mm. come on. Uh, <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, hyping myself up after that. Um, okay. Uh, Scoot's a good player. I think... I think he's Rookie of the Year, personally. I think he's going to win it over Wimby Nyamba. Wimby. Uh, Windy City Wimby. Just kidding. <laughs> he's from San Antonio. Uh, I don't know. Scoot's good. He's great. You can you can go ahead and do your love. I just My Scoot love. Get, I just wanted to get like 30 seconds of air while I was while I could just mention his name while you go ahead and do your five minutes. Yeah, I'm not going to go that long. We're going to... Maybe. We'll see. I may go on. You know I love the sound of my voice. So. Yeah, obviously. Um, but Scoot Henderson, I mean, just watching him, not just in uh, Summer League, because Summer League doesn't tell you that much, but also just in the G League. Like, you can see that he's just like a competitor. Yeah. Like, more than any of these players. Like, that man just wants to win. He's good to defensively. Something, so his comp is Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And you can see that in him. He has that, like, speed. Uh -huh. He can dunk over people. He's like young Russell Westbrook. And like okay. that's what I think he's going to be. Plus, better defense. Because I saw Ooh. some defense in him. Plus, I think he can shoot better too. Yeah, he like can. he has a better shot. Yes, he only shot 27% from, from three. Not good. 42 from the field. But I see a better looking jump shot yeah. first off. yep. I don't know what Russell Westbrook came in looking like. But this man has a better looking jump shot. And he, could, he at least shot the ball. He shot three threes per game so mm -hmm. good amount yeah and he's also a good rebounder and a good like so let's give his stats 18 points per game in the g league five rebounds seven assists so like he's the same can be a triple double guy mm -hmm. every night yeah i think he could just be a more talented more well-rounded russell westbrook and getting that that's big time if he could shoot and if he develops a shot a shooting russell westbrook could be one of the most dangerous things in the league yeah low-key yeah i, I would i mean i agree with that my my one problem is draft comps. The players we compare them to are way too good because there's we have no business. Uh, like if I go to like the tenth pick or whatever, like Kaysom Wallace is not gonna be like, oh, I think he's like Damian Lillard. No, I I agree the draft comps are dramatic, but not in Scoot's case when you watch him because he really looks mm. like just his athleticism, the way he handles the ball. The way he likes the competitive fire in him, the way he sprints yeah. from court, like one end of the court to the other court, is all reminds me of Russell Westbrook. And I think he could be a better, more well-rounded Russell Westbrook. I'm definitely really excited for him. I, I, I do think he's, I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. Not comfortably. I think, I think he and Wimby and then a couple other players are going to get around 20 a game. But... I think he'll get it because I think he immediately goes to the Blazers as their one option, assuming Damian Lillard leaves. And that's like – and that's that's a role I think he can live up to, and that's a role I think he will. Yeah, I see him like scoring like 24 points inefficiently this year, like super inefficiently. Rookie year. Dang. Yeah, something like that. I love that. Because like, I think he's going to be inefficient his first few years. He yeah. has to get that shot, and if he doesn't, then that's a problem. Scoot, be confident year one. We like this. We want to see you score 24 points per game. Yeah, low-key, and he can. He will. Okay, I'm gonna grade it. Um, I'm gonna grade it 100. Hear me out. 
<laughs> Here's why. It's a third pick. Any other draft, this would be the number one pick. Yeah, I agree. And so you get him at number three. That's insane. Like last year, I would took I would have had Scoot then Paulo, at number one. Yeah. Like I would took him uh, the year with Cade Cunningham, Scoot over Cade Cunningham at one. I can't remember all the rest of the draft, but like DeAndre you go back, because there's like there's Luca, so that was just dumb by yeah. the Suns. Suns, but well, like who could have known? You go back to the recent drafts, and Scoot would have been the number one pick in all those drafts, and you got him at number three. Yeah. So it's not because he's like better than Wimby, Victor Wimbiamba. If you had Victor Wimbiamba here, I would have gone like 110 or whatever. But <laughs> it's because where they drafted him. Yeah, I think 92. Like Pelican. it's good. Like he's the best available player. He's he's gonna make them a lot better, but I I don't think it's like out of the question that he'd be available here. Like I, that's not like appalling to me, because I've seen, there's been a lot of drafts where you go like positional need over best available at number two. So like Brendan Miller isn't like the worst decision ever. I'm not that surprised by it, and so like I'm not gonna give it 100 because like it's not like blowing me away, but it's like it's a great pick. It's the pick I would make. Okay, let's do the Thompson Twins real quick. Yeah. Because we'd we go we'd be going long on the draft. Yeah, I know. Especially um, with the Thompson Twins, baby. Come on. I think they're both really good picks. Yeah. Um, they both have, like, super high potential. Mm-hmm. So, great pick by the Rockets. Great pick by the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Both of them could, like, Eamon obviously has the more potential because he's, you know, a point guard that's, like, 6'7". Yeah. Who's, like, super crafty. But also could be like a really really good defender in the league three and yeah. d guy if he develops a shot like one of the best in the league if he develops a shot so really good picks you know high 90s for both grades yeah i i think uh the pistons picking uh you say Osser? i don't know if this is right we may be so <laughs> i've never it. heard people talk about him which yeah that's is a pretty thing. weird but um i think i think he's gonna be a good fit for them I think uh, with that young team, he's the perfect addition because you're not like adding too much like of the same thing over and over. Like this guy is different than the prospects they have. I think he's more like I think he's gonna be good off ball. He's gonna be good on defense, and he's I think he's a pretty good creator too, like uh, creating for other people. And then Amen is obviously. On the Rockets, yeah. So, so he's gonna turn he out to be the greatest to twenty points a game. Yeah, he's to be the greatest player of all time now because yeah. he's a Rockets player. No, but he's both of them are just really talented. So yeah, I, I, I they're both really good picks. I would I would I would give um, the Rockets uh, eighty eight, and I'd give the Pistons uh, an eighty five. Yeah, something like that. They're yeah. just mine's both like nineties, but you know, both just like solid, really good picks from where you're at. Yeah. Okay, do you have, like, a not necessarily under the radar, but a favorite pick from the rest of the draft? I'm just going to go uh, – mine's more under the radar. Uh-huh. So, like, the this got, he got traded to the Pistons. So, that hurts a little bit for his, his career development. <laughs> but Marcus Sasser, oh, okay. drafted by the Grizzlies, traded the Pistons. Okay. Did you – is it the same guy you're going to do? No. Okay. No. The thing about this guy is he was never, like, the most efficient player in college. Um, in college, he's – well, he's – more like his stats, he wasn't bad. 44 from the field, 38 from three. So a decent three-point shooter. Um, that was in his last season. He scored 16 points per game, three assists, two rebounds. Um, so he's solid stats, solid stats. But the thing when I watch Marcus Sasser is, like, he's a winner. Mm, uh, he's okay. one. He played four years in college. Uh-huh. So, like, he's one of those guys that's the vets that's got to come in and immediately mm. contribute. And he's going to be a solid, like, he's a good defender. Hmm. So he's gonna be a solid defending guard that can score a little bit, like a scoring Patrick Beverly. Not saying he's gonna be that good or anything, but he could on any team he could fit and get you points and get you defense off the bench. So okay. he's gonna be a great backup point guard for wherever he goes in the league. Getting at number twenty-five, really good pick by the Pistons. I like that. Uh, well, my my main my the main guy I want to talk about is another one of those four-year guys. Going number fifty-seven overall, oh, Golden State Warriors, Tracy Jackson Davis. Um, I, I, this is one of the players I actually watched in uh, college because uh, my coaches wanted me to be a better center or power forward or whatever. Um, but I think um he's gonna go in and make an impact directly. I don't think he's gonna be like 
I don't even think he's starter level, but I think he like immediately becomes a valuable player off the bench just because like he kind of fits the Kevin Looney role if he can do a little better on defense and he and he can create uh, in the post really well too. And I think he's I think he's a valuable player for where they got him and I, I think he's like like an actual player who will get minutes this low in the draft that's a really good pick. But also I I like the Imoni Bates pick. Yeah, that one's solid. But like everyone knows that like it's at this late in the draft just go for high upside if he's there, especially for the Cavs who like aren't necessarily looking for a Yeah, the young teams up in like late in the second round go those hup, high upside cuz Imoni yeah. Bates was the first or second recruit out of his high school class. Yeah. Didn't do very good um he went to Michigan. I don't really remember where he went to. And then he went to some like Eastern Michigan because um, he didn't do good in his, you know, yeah. high school. But then he did really good at Eastern Michigan. Just a solid pick because you take that yeah. high upside swing because that guy has all the talent in the world. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Okay, do you want to flip gears? Flip gears. I've never used that before in my life. Do we want? To, uh, we can. To free agency. Talk a little free agency. We can, we can talk a little free agency. Okay, let's see. Who do we want to talk about first? Who who do you want to what free agent do you want to bring up first? Do you have anyone in mind? I do not. I want you to I want you to bring someone up. Let's talk about let's talk about Kyrie Irving, you know? Okay. <laughs> An interesting contract, three years, hundred twenty million to the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. What are we feeling about that deal? Good deal, bad deal. Okay, say the money deal. again. Say the money again. I was not paying let's, attention. Uh, let's do we want to rate these deals? We can rate the deals. Uh, do we say good, just like good, bad, great, or something? I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Just like, you know, I don't know. I don't have a scale. What's what? What's he getting paid? Sorry. Three years, one hundred twenty million. So that's forty million per year. Mm. Okay. What What are we feeling about it to the Mavericks? I'm gonna say fine. Fine. Like because a ton of talent. Uh, I don't know. It's it's always a risk going with uh. Kyrie, but like if you can get him, like get him. Uh, however, I don't know. It might be a little too much money, but we'll see. And then uh, I would like I I wouldn't have given him three years honestly. I would have given him one. Yeah. Or like a one plus one player because we don't. I don't. It didn't really work out great with Luca, which we haven't gotten like a lot of time to see that. But I don't know. I the one year would help us to see that better, and then give him a max deal if it works out perfectly and if it doesn't let him go because there's a lot of teams who want to try out the train wreck that is Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I think the Mavericks are just like forced to do this, let's be honest, because yes. they they played themselves. Mark Cuban played himself because he traded away Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith for Kyrie. You had to re-sign him or you just lose him for nothing. And then you're just like, bro, I just traded away two really good players and yeah. lost them for nothing. So he was forced to do this. Um, and Kyrie probably got a, could have got a one deal somewhere, one year deal somewhere else. So he, Kyrie probably forced the Mavericks to give him three years. So just a bad situation for the Mavericks. Yeah, it's just like my rating is just like fine, like you said. It's just like that's what happened. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. So that's a fine. Um, let's talk about our favorite team because they're one of the most interesting they are. free agency teams. Is the Rockets? Yeah. What do we feel about the Rockets free agency? Give me a little rundown of how you're feeling. Um, so, like, I genuinely don't hate the deals individually because, like, you're getting two good players. And I know people don't like the Dylan Brooks deal or whatever, but, like, the cap isn't the cap's increasing. Yeah. And so they got him on what he w- is honestly worth for next year. And so they had the money already, so might as well get him. Um, the only problem I have overall with the Rockets is that they they just got a ton of like sub all-star players now they're gonna have next season like six or seven guys who can all contribute on the same level but no stars and I think that hurts over time because you I don't know I would love it if they could win a championship without a superstar I think that'd be awesome like for any team not even not just because I love the Rockets hint hint but like I genuinely like it when there's like good team ball but I'm I'm a little afraid that this won't work out just because, like, it's a lot of people on the same level. Like, like Jalen Green, Amen Thompson, uh, Jabari Smith, Fred Van Vliet are all, like, going to not score more than 25 a game or less than yeah. 18. But what what do you think? I 
<clears throat> well, my bad, everyone. Just about to die here. Coming down with something, Ethan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo! Looks like I uh, got a sickness here, a little COVID or Uh-oh. something. That's the first time I've said that word in a long time. <laughs> it's going to bring back tears, Ethan. Anyway, we don't need to <laughs> talk about that sad subject. Um, I This is an interesting offseason. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know what to say about it. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, I actually really like the Fred Van Vliet deal. Yeah. Because um, it's three years, $128 million, but only two years are guaranteed. Third yeah, year is nice. a team option. So that's really good. You look at 30 because first two years, the Rockets are just going to be mid. And yep. the reason they got Fred Van Vliet was to be mid because their draft picks are owed to the OKC Thunder. So they need to be mid until they can develop Jalen Green, Jabari mm-hmm. Smith Jr., and Shingun into stars. Yeah. So really good, really good uh, signing. Dylan Brooks, I'd love to sign if it was like a two-year deal also with team options because, I don't know, like you're saying, he's going to take up money on the books. And that's just, they're both Dylan Brooks and Fred yeah. Fleet are mid-players. And I'd rather give that money to someone with more potential. Because I feel like we know what Dylan Brooks is, and we know what Fred Fleet is. The thing that makes me a little excited about bringing Dylan Brooks is I hope he, like, brings a spirit of, like, dogness. <laughs> like, <laughs> this no, but genuinely. This like, is the most we've used dogness and dog I, I know, in our lives. but, like, think about that. Because, like, what, the thing the Rockets were lacking is, like, it's kind of heart, or I guess they I had agree. it, but like maybe it was the coaching. But I think the combination of uh, getting a veteran coach and also bringing in Dylan Brooks brings in like this whole new aroma of like competitiveness and like heart. And I think I really do think it's good for the team, even if Dylan Brooks scores like ten points a game. Like I think, which he probably will. I think he brings a lot that we were missing, and I'm okay with paying him this much since we had that much money already i actually like the dylan brooks signing as a player it's just too long for me by agree because yeah. one thing about this rockets team was that they were super immature like yeah. you saw some of the videos and stuff that came so out you get the most immature player so you the get the most <laughs> immature player maybe dylan brooks is not the best person but he has the dog like you're saying we'll and see. then fred van vliet is a hard worker because yeah. he was undrafted he continues yep. to work hard bet on himself so like Fred VanVleet was a perfect player to bring in to like show these Rockets young guys like here's you work in the NBA here's how you work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just my main problem with Dylan Brooks is one it's a little too long for me and two it was a signing trade no one else was trying to sign Dylan Brooks. Yeah. And then in the yeah. signing trade they gave up Kenyon Martin, which Josh hurts. Christopher, hurts. Usman Grumba, and Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, which, th- those all kind of hurt. Like especially Kenyon Martin and then they got draft ra- dra- draft rights to Alba. Alpha Kaba. <laughs> oh, wow. I butchered that name. And then two f- second round picks. Watch so, like, him be. <laughs> I don't understand. Watch that guy you can't pronounce be just as good as. Uh, who's our center? What's his name? Why am I forgetting this? Uh, Shingun. Shingun. What, watch him be, be just as good. But also, we gave up Patty Mills and three second round picks I in know. that. But like the and no and no, we got gave up five second round picks. We're not, which aren't going to be anything. The reason I'm more okay with this, Ethan, is because we already have way too much depth. We do, but even getting rid why of Kenyon, Kenyon Martin, like I know because we're gonna, we would have to go like twelve deep just to get all of our best players. In. I get it, but can can't you get a better deal than like Kenyon yeah, Martin for two second round picks and Dylan Brooks Kenyon and all that stuff? Martin will shine if if he's on the Clippers now. Yeah, right? yeah, he's gonna shine when. PG and Kawhi inevitably be, inevitably get injured again. Yeah, that's true. He'll or be like scoring like twenty points per game when they're injured. No, I I really think so. Like I think I think most improved player. I think pick. so. I'm I'm really mad at that. Pick. <laughs> I mean that trade. Like I don't for for our listeners the visible there's visible anger on Ethan's face. This right is now. the thing that's about the Rockets off season. I get it why they had to do it mm-hmm. because they had so much roster spots you know and they couldn't fill them all yeah. but it was just poor planning you should have traded one not drafted high tie washington trade that first round pick for f- a future first round pick same with usman gruba you got to mm. trade you keep assets in the future so you can tr- continue to trade them you continue yeah. to maybe get like a star trade so you have first round picks but you trade all these guys for second round picks because you had too many roster spots it was just poor planning by the rockets front office mm. yeah I, I mean i guess I'm okay with it. I think I think it'll. I don't know. It's. I feel like it's a, a lot of like small time issues that I don't really bother me. Yeah, it's not the biggest deal. It's just like a bad sign for the front office yeah. if we have this poor planning. We once again. I think. I think. 
because of how highly I view um, Kenyon Martin, I think this is going to look like a bad trade immediately. But I also think if you put like a bunch of other Rockets players in good situations, they would shine. And so I'm not I'm not even going to be quick to say like during the season, I'm not going to be quick to say, ah, like how dumb was this? Because. Dylan Brooks brings something that we didn't have. Yeah, so. you give Cam Whitmore more minutes. You give yeah, see, Cam is Amon, be the Amon same Thompson thing. more minutes. Who both might come off the bench, which is crazy. Yeah. So, like, it, I understand why they did it, but it was poor planning. Because yeah. you had to, like, you had to panic because you needed more money for Dylan Brooks and other clear roster spots. And so you panicked. But you could have had it planned in advance where you had yeah. first-round picks instead of Kenyon Martin Jr. So you would just have the first-round picks, didn't have to clear any cap space. Hmm. So it was just poor planning. It's so just like a mixed offseason by the Rockets. Yes, I love the Fred Van Vliet signing, Dylan Brooks signings mid, and then Jock Landell and Jeff Green. Yeah, okay. Fine. Fine. Yeah. So it's like a good offseason, but it just has like bad spots to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's up and down, but I don't know. I think, I don't know. We'll see. We, we can move on from the Rockets. What do you think about the Lakers? The Lakers, that's who I want to talk about. Best offseason out there. I think so, too, actually. Let's well, actually, I don't. I'll, I'll tell you why, but you can go first. Let's talk about, okay, let's talk about first the Austin Reeves signing, probably the best signing they had. There's some other good signings I'll get to, but you got him for a four-year $56 million deal, I think it yeah. was. So, really good signing. That might that, that might be my favorite signing in the league, but keep It's keep one talking. of the best. Um, and then you got D'Lo. Who I think two year thirty six million is really good. Like that's a really good deal. Gabe Vincent, that's one of the best deals. Three year thirty three million for Gabe mm-hmm. Vincent. How do they have this much money? Well, they so they got rid of Malik Beasley, so that cleared okay, a lot of cap space. I can't remember what other players they cleared off the books, but they had a lot of cap space. Russ is off the books. Yeah, and because the, besides LeBron and AD, they didn't really have anyone else taking up money. Um, they got rid of Schroeder, Tony Brown Jr., and Gabriel. Yeah, so like that that cle- and they got rid of Malik Beasley too, because he's not on the team anymore. Yeah. So like that cleared up cap space. Yeah. You got Rui Hachimura. You re-signed him, right? No, was yeah. that that yeah. was this year? Yeah, yeah. This was this off season. Yeah. Um, and then you also got like D'Lo. Yeah, Did D'Lo. I said yeah. D'Lo. Okay. Jackson Hayes. He's a solid like backup center. Yeah, Cam Reddish, Tarian Prince. Yeah, those are like solid like role players. Um, Cam Reddish may be high upside. I don't know if he has high nah, upside anymore. I don't really playing. know who he is. This guy's not playing. But it doesn't matter. They got him for a two-year, $4 million deal, yeah. so irrelevant. But, like, really good offseason because mm-hmm. they didn't go for the Kyrie Irving, like, candy or whatever. They're like, you know, the yeah. high appeal, like, oh, this guy could be a star. They decided to use their money to get more depth, resign the depth they already had. I think the Lakers could be one of the best teams in the West next year. I'm I'm slower to jump on the hype train because I feel like this is another season where they add a bunch of mid players that we get excited about. Because before they added Schroeder, Beasley, Lonnie Walker, and like Tony Troy not Tony Troy Brown Jr. I think I might be dyslexic. <laughs> kidding. Uh, before they added those guys last year or two years ago or whatever, we were like, oh, these are the good mid level players that they need. But I feel like they keep just getting like these cheap good players but um they're just not gonna it's just gonna be more of the same i think reeves and hachimura were great that was a great signing and then d'lo was a good signing and that's a good starting five but like if i'm being honest i still worry about the bench because I mean, vincent vincent's good but like other than jared him, vanderbilt he's good he he shrunk in the playoffs. I, I know he shrunk in the playoffs but like i think he's a solid bench player like if you have him as yeah. your seventh man it's okay that's, if your seventh man shrinks he's a great playoff. seventh man i think but i don't know other like i think you go seven deep but i'm i'm not confident in prince jackson hayes or cam reddish i don't think any of them will be anything which i could be forgetting some guys but i don't know i i feel like it's gonna be more of the same from the lakers this year well i'm not saying that they're gonna be much better uh-huh. but more of the same is west conference championship yeah. and i think with kyrie it would they've been even oh, worse. Yeah, so I'm 100%. saying their offseason is good because they got Austin Reeves on a cheap deal and he can yeah. still develop and get better. Bree Hachimero, cheap deal. D'Lo, nice deal. Gabe Vincent, nice deal. And so like maybe they're not going to go win a championship. Like I don't think that. But their offseason was just like a really solid good yeah. offseason. I think retaining those three guys is is really is really going to be good. That's going to pay off. Um. Like I said, I don't know about the players they're bringing in. They could be good. 
Like Reeves, that's the best signing in the league, but I'm not sure about these other guys that they got for cheap. But I don't know. We'll see. I think I think there's upside in it. There's a lot of upside in it, but that's just that's normal for me. Are the Lakers not the basketball version of the Cowboys? With LeBron, they are. Yeah. Well, no, they won a championship in 2020. Even though that's kind of like a fake championship. Like, they're not. Like, right now, they feel like it, but Cowboys have been doing that for 25 years. Yeah, I guess. Like, the last three years, yeah, since they won that championship, they feel like it. Mm. Like, LeBron feels like he's a Cowboys player. I don't that's know why. I feel like but too. he's a winner, so he's not a Cowboys player because the Cowboys are losers. Yeah. He, he still feels Take like Take that, one. Cowboys losers. Okay. Who, who else do you want to talk about? Do we want to talk about Draymond Green? We can. I mean, because I think we have a different opinion of this deal. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'll go first. I think, I think it's a little late to be giving him this much money. Like, I, I really don't think he's necessarily worth twenty five million a year. Is is four year hundred million correct? Yeah, four year hundred million. Okay. And so, I I don't hate the deal at all because he he is the Warriors. When I think of when I think of the Warriors, I think Steph. But the heart is really Draymond. I think. Like we mentioned earlier, he built this team. Um, and so I don't hate it, but I also see like other players around the league who bring the same heart he brings for so much cheaper. And so I'd like to see him, not the same heart, it's different because he's been there a while, but like if they would have gotten Dylan Brooks or, or like Patrick Beverly, it's it's almost the same thing. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'd, obviously, I'd like to see him have better seasons on the stat sheet. And less turnovers because he's like, I was looking at an advanced stat earlier, and he's like the highest turnover percent or something. And that's like <laughs> that, make, that makes sense though. It's crazy though, and I don't know. Some people think he's super overrated. Some people think he's super underrated. I think he's properly rated, and this deal is a little too much, but not like crazy. Yeah, I actually agree with what like all you said. Okay. Um, Draymond, like I think in the end you had to do this. It's mm-hmm. not great. Like yeah. when you go to the yep. last year of his deal, I don't know how old he's gonna be. He's gonna be thirty-seven or thirty-eight, I think. Last year of his deal, mm-hmm. and so that hurts having a thirty-seven-year-old Draymond Green who can't do anything offens- offensively at twenty-five million. Yeah, but he's the heart and soul of the Warriors as much as Curry is. Like yeah. you were saying, and so, like you had to re-sign him. This is just like a have-to deal. Yeah, it's like if you know LeBron is when LeBron is like forty-five years old and he's mid. Like, mm-hmm. whatever team he's on, they're going to have to re-sign him if he's, like, on the yeah. Lakers still. Like, it's just, like, an obligation thing. Yeah. He's your heart and soul. He can still contribute. Yeah. Like, defensively and, like, team leadership, he still contributes a ton. Like, he's so valuable. I but it's just a little too much money. You just – you can't keep Clay and then not keep Draymond. Like, that's just yeah. the reality because Draymond brings just as much, if not more, on the court that Clay brings. So, like – if you're gonna keep Clay and Curry together, keep Draymond together because it's just the atmosphere. And if you take him away, that's not the same team. Yeah, I agree. Draymond is much more valuable than Clay um, to this team because I mean, Clay's yes has more offense, but Draymond's that leader. Yeah. Um, is there any other free agents? Like honestly, the free agency class wasn't insane, but it you got something. It wasn't insane. I have I have a couple. Uh, I really like Bruce Brown to the Pacers. That's like, so good. I think that's, yeah. that's really good. And that bench just got a whole lot better too. Because they have like they have young guys coming off the bench who can can, can contribute, but this just makes it completely different cuz they're actually bringing in big vet. And so, I think I think they're going to be good, like a top 5. No, Tyrese team. Halberton, top 20 player in the NBA, I think now. So really good. I think he's starting to get overhyped, starting to because people are realizing he's good. Maybe. Maybe. He's I, my boy. He's good. He's good. But Tyrese Halpern really good. You got Miles Turner and Buddy Hield still there. I was hoping you'd mention Buddy Hield. Great shooter. One of the best in the league. Yeah. I wonder who thinks that. Whose favorite we, we player is he? Do. We yeah, both yeah, yeah. And then you also got old Ben Matherin. Ben Matherin, he's solid. Yeah. I don't know who else is on their team, I'll be honest. Uh, Chris, no, Chris we got Chris traded. Duart would he be got traded. Good. Well, yeah, but he also played like trash. Yeah. Uh, they true. also got Obi Toppin. Oh, that's right. Obi could, when he gets minutes, I think he'll be solid. Um, like Pacers with Bruce Brown, I think they're gonna be a nice like seven seed, yeah, eight seed, and like that's think, a really good sign. I think you can get top six. Yeah, he, I really do. He's a good vet. Like he's a great vet to get to yeah. like for a younger team. I mean, he's not too young, honestly, because you know mm. 
Buddy and Buddy's, Miles are Buddy's old. old yeah, now that I think 30. about it, it's kind of like old and young mixed. Yeah. So it's just like a really solid pickup. Another solid pickup, Dante DiVincenzo to the Knicks. Yeah. Like they're, That's like, perfect for them. He's not like an insane player, but like he's perfect for the Knicks, like defensive-minded, like hustle mindset. And also it's four years, 46 million, so 11 million per year. Mm-hmm. So like that's a really good deal. Adds to like the Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, yeah, uh, Villanova. Everyone on that team is from Villanova, <laughs> and so like let's go, let's keep <laughs> hey, that going. Villanova was good. So, so like maybe. a really a really solid pickup. Yeah, fits the Nick Nick's identity perfectly. Um, so like it's just another hustler that's yeah. like oh no, <laughs> used to, out of context. Another Hus- person who 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 hustles. <laughs> um. He um he's been he's gonna become an immediate fan favorite, which honestly that might be more of a worry for the Knicks organization, which is kind of sad with these uh, big market teams. But like he's he bring he brings a lot to the culture, and I think that's a good thing for this young team. Yeah, he's gonna bring a lot to the culture. Uh, I mean, their culture's already pretty good. Let's be honest. It's, it, it got good. I don't know. Ju- Julius Randle's always a bummer. To I the hope culture. they trade away. They need to trade <laughs> Julius Randle. He like he when I look at the team and see him, I just like. Mm. Let's be honest. Same with R.J. Barrett. No, R.J. Barrett. Uh-uh. Stop that. He does have that like athleticism. He's thing, fun, but he's fun. I don't know. I package I, Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett on a deal. You can get a star. And I, uh, maybe. Maybe G- get a bonus for those two. I would love that. I would love That'd be that beautiful. Too. But the Kings are not gonna do that. They should. What? I, I think it worked good for both stop, teams. Stop, stop. Sabonis that. shrunk in the playoffs too. It's not like Julius Randle's that much of a downside. No, and stop you get this. Just another good role player in RJ. Mm. But RJ's not a good role player. RJ, that'd be a trade for a team that's kind of like a Pacers. Now yeah. the Pacers have something to trade for yeah, that. The the Kings are too established to yeah to go trade. for Julius Randle, who's going to shrink the playoffs, and RJ Barrett, who's unproven. So I would say if the, if they have another year of Sabonis doing nothing in the playoffs than make the trade. Yeah, but nah, Sabonis give Sabonis too much. Not that trade, but trade maybe trade away Sabonis. Give Sabonis another year. That was yeah. just one playoff series. He's never really been in the playoffs before that cuz he's on the That's Pacers, true. so give him give him a break. Okay. Do you have anyone else you want to mention? One, one last one. Uh I have one more too. Grant Williams to the Mavericks. Okay. That's uh, really good. It was a I think it was a sign and trade. But I forgot I what the sign and trade was. But anyway, 4 years, 56 million. Not like maybe a little much for Grant Williams, but the Mavericks at this point they have no depth. They got to overpay. So they they got to overpay. And Grant Williams is gonna be really good for Luca, a guy who can shoot corner threes when he's not. You know, he's he's inconsistent. Let's be honest from the three point line. That's okay. But when he's on, he's on. He's really good. And he's to me, he's the perfect type of player that you add around. Kyrie and Luke. Yeah, that's like you just gotta sit in the corner, and Kyrie yep. and Luke are just gotta dish out. He's gonna him. sit in the corner, play hard, and play good defense. He's like a PJ Tucker, but just not as good as defense. Yeah, but he has solid defense. So like, he does. great, great pickup for <laughs> it's the new Rockets. <laughs> Luca getting random starts put beside him, like Kristaps. Oh no, and Kyrie, Uh-oh. and then getting a bunch of like. PJ Tucker type players. Oh, Ethan, you just you just you just called out the Mavericks. That's what I'm time. saying. It's about to be it Harden is. 2.0. Luca plays exactly like Harden. Like Kyrie is the Chris Paul ad. Now they're about to train for a Russell Westbrook, right? Wait, who's who's the new? Who's gonna be the next Russell Westbrook? Is it Dame? No, they're not gonna trade for Dame. It's gonna be. It's gonna take time. But see, Kristaps was a Dwight Howard, <laughs> the big man who didn't work out. Oh, Ethan, look at that. And then Kyrie, Luca's a little younger, so Kyrie's the uh, the um. Chris Paul, yeah, and then you're gonna that get. That means they got like two years, and then and then they're gonna get like John Morant. Yeah, <laughs> someone uh. better, someone worse than John Morant though. Someone who's like declining, but they're gonna be like desperate. Russ, Russ wasn't really declining when he was in the Thunder. Uh, I guess he, he was, was kind of declining, but he was good enough to where you're still like top five point guard. Yeah, and then you get, he got there, and we're like, oh wait, <laughs> it didn't work with Russ and Harden. How did this happen? What? Huh? Two, two major ball dominant guys can't work together. No what? way. Both who shoot. Well, at least Russ, who shoots inefficiently. Yeah, come on. Um, okay, last person I wanted to mention was... Um, Matisse Leibel, right? Yes. To the no, Blazers? No, the Suns getting their... Whatever you call their bench. <laughs> but in particularly, Bull Bull. Like, what do you think about the Suns? <laughs> I just wanted to, talk, I wanted to fit Bull Bull into this conversation. You uh, it, it's a solid pickup. No, I'm Bull, just do the whole team. I mean, I think Bull Bull's kind of... Now he's a he's not a weird player, 
Mm-hmm. He is. He's just like a he's a weird player. Like he's unique. So I think he's overemphasized. Like in the yeah. end, like yeah. if you this team in a championship realistic championship team, he should be the ninth man on the rotation. I don't know if he can even do that. I feel like he's the he's the he's the journeyman guy who will get like kind of well. Like that journeyman Johnson. guy can be the ninth best player on the championship team because they only play eight players in the playoffs. So yeah, he's not going to play in the playoffs, but he's going to yeah, be solid like, in the regular season. Kind of like um, who's that Warriors young guy who Kamin guy who just kind of disappeared. Like yeah, that, that type of, of guy. But like, they're. I feel like they signed him with the expectation that he's going to be like uh, the spark coming off the bench. And so I, I think the season's not going to be very good for the Suns. Eric Gordon was an amazing pickup by them, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but the rest of their bitch, Josh yeah. Okogi, Damian Lee. Unless they can play their Bates five stars Diop. the in- entire game, like this is going to hurt once they have to make a single substitution, I think. Yeah, this, ugh. This, yeah. It, it's, Me it's too. This is Eubanks. You know, want to be or whatever his last name Drew is. Drew Eubanks is going to have to be. <laughs> Drew Eubanks is going to be the sixth man. <laughs> it's like genuinely sad. Like, if I were them, I would I would have trade I would have not gotten Brad Beal, or maybe get him. And if it doesn't work this year, split him into like three role players. If, if yeah, I the problem is like, could Chris Paul split into three? Chris Paul did split into Jordan Poole in a couple. I feel like Chris Paul could have split into role players, and I would have rather done that. It depends on where you put him. Yeah. Like, if you had given him to, like, the Celtics, maybe you could have got something. I don't know. Just, like, one of these teams. But it, They're honestly in a tough spot when they trade for Kevin Durant. Yeah, I know. that, And, like, that's what we said originally was if you're trading away all of your young talent and all of your role players for a star, then it's not going to – it's not necessarily going to work because if you look at the teams who have been winning, look at the Nuggets, that's a star, an all-star – and then bunch of role players. Yeah, and like insanely good role players. Yes, and that's how you win championships. It's not by getting four stars or three stars who all want the ball and get 20 points. Yeah, if you have that three-star method, it has to be the Nets method. Because let's be honest, if they only played 13 games together, yeah, those 13 games, they look like the greatest NBA team of yeah. all time. Because they had depth. They had Bruce Brown around them. Yeah. They had Nick Claxton. I can't remember all they had. Who they Joe had. Harris was good Joe back Har- then. And that Seth Curry. Like, Seth Curry was good, yeah. That's good depth around. Yeah, it's it's different. This is a lot different. But the way to get stars in depth is like almost impossible. Yeah. And so like the realistic way to win a championship is that model. The two stars and then depth. Yeah, I, I think so too. But, okay. I don't think I have any other free agents. I don't. I don't. No. Nah. Nah. I say we cut it off here. Go for a part two. And do trades. And we're going to do trades. The Brad Bill trade. We're going to talk Ooh, about it. come on. The Chris Paul Jordan Poole trade. That'll Ooh. be fun. It's Chris like, Dabs. Like, other trades. I like looking back at these uh, off-season, at this off-season stuff. It gets me excited for the new year. Which is way too long, far away. Let's be honest. When does this? When does October, it? the end of October. So I'm kind of sad. Like, I wanted mm. to come already. Yeah. Well, maybe by the time we release this, it'll be October. <laughs> Facts. NBA season starts tomorrow. <laughs> and we'll release it. I just forced you to release this. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna release it three months. No, we need to release it after the first game off season <laughs> reaction. That's funny. Okay. Ta ta, everyone. <laughs> ta ta. Uh, and as always, we love you passionately. Ta ta.